WCLS in Whatcom County presents Library Stories, a podcast to open your eyes to all the ways your local public libraries matter. Join us as we reveal the power of sharing at the library. I'm your host, Neil McKay, Online Experience Coordinator for the Whatcom County Library System, and today... Okay, we're here today with Mary Vermillion, my boss. Hi, Neil. Good to see you again. Good to see you. Um, hey, we're going to talk about summer reading. We are. Way wait. to jump right into uh, it. I know. Well, I'm excited. Let's okay. Get, let's get into so it. So what are we going to talk about summer reading? Well, I what? understand that you talked to Sarah Lavender. I did. About summer reading. So I want to hear what she has to say. She has a lot to say. So Sarah, who works in youth services, um, there's a lot of people who contribute ideas to summer reading and, you know... Mm-hmm. We work on goals and what we are hoping folks will experience over over the summer. And Sarah is coordinating all that for Whatcom County Library System with other people, of course, including yeah. including Tom Barthelmus, who's the Youth Services Manager. Yeah, and I had interviewed Tom last year, yep. along with Tammy Laplante, who's retired now. I know. Um, and I hadn't interviewed Sarah before, so. We had a great talk and, and she was delightful. Yeah. And I think the um, people are like, oh yeah, summer reading. So, you know, you read books, you track your books, but it's very interesting to hear more from these library professionals about what they are hoping people experience the joy of reading during summer reading. Mm-hmm. It's not about prizes or, um, you know, winning or anything like that. Right. It's just the joy of reading. And that's something we can all experience regardless of our ages and, um, that's one reason why we have a new sponsor this year too of summer reading. Which, a new sponsor. Yes. So we are very grateful to Whatcom County Library Foundation and the friends of the library groups who have for years sponsored summer reading by providing financial support that enables you services to buy books for young people so that young people can have their own book um, as a result of summer reading. But this year, um, actually a couple of years ago, ago, Wiku reached out to us and said, we'd like to get involved with the library and summer reading seemed like a really great fit for them too. They want to talk to young people, well, all people, but young people about financial literacy um, and about and encouraging people to read and to learn and to come to the library. And so we had hoped to do something with them in 2020, but we all know what happened in 2020. (laughs) Nothing. Nothing. And nothing in 2021. Well, you know, things were happening, but just in a different way and not in a way that they could participate in in how we both, um, in the opportunities we saw for, for them. And so in now they're back in 2022. And so thank you to Wacom Educational Credit Union, WICU, for being a financial sponsor, a community sponsor of summer reading. Um, they are, we of course do summer reading in partnership with Bellingham Public Library. And so WICU is a community sponsor for summer reading for both of the library systems, WCLS and Bellingham Public Library. And we are very grateful for their financial support, which enables us to buy more books for young people, for young readers. And they're at these kickoff parties, which I know Sarah is going to talk about, mm-hmm. young people will be able to get their own book to kind of kick off their summer reading and get their reading um, energy going and started. So we're very grateful to our partners, Whatcom County Library Foundation, the Friends of the Library Groups, and this year, WICU. And uh, over there in, at BPL, our friends at Bellingham Public Library, their program is also sponsored by the Friends of the Bellingham Public Library. Yeah, that's great. So, so summer reading is a 
you know, longstanding tradition, but every year we kind of tweak it a little more for the better, I think. Yeah. What are you working through? Oh, well, let me do a couple of audiobooks. So I just finished listening. You and I have talked about this already. I just finished listening to Dave Grohl's um, The Storyteller. Mm. And that, um, of course, folks will know Dave Grohl from uh, Nirvana and the Foo Fighters. But, you know, he tells this amazing story. And I recommend listening to it as an audiobook just because um, there's some promo music in there from him. And there's an extra story, a bonus story at the end. And um, it's an easy read I or listen because there is so much gratitude and joy as he tells the story of his life in music. And, you know, there's lots of famous people and, um, and he's had a remarkable life in music of having played since he was like 17 years old professionally. And I think that it's um, inspiring in terms of his dedication to music. And it's also just a fun read because of his joy of his life and his love for the people in his life. So it's, that's a great one. And then I just started when that ended, I started Stanley Tucci's um, taste. So, um, and so it was kind of a hard turn because he's got a totally different voice than Dave Grohl and a different life experience. But, um, but it's, you know, all about his life growing up in an Italian family and food. And, you know, of course, if you've watched Stanley Tucci and his movies and, um, and his his TV show that this book is sort of based on and, you know, exploring Italian food. So I'm listening to that. And then I also picked up Rena Priest has a new book out. Uh, this is an audio book. It's a, a hardcover book that's kind of a gift book. It's called Beaches in the Northwest Know How series. And it's all about her experience of beaches here in the Pacific Northwest. And I haven't started it yet, but just read sort of the intro. And she talks a bit about... Um, being a child and riding in a racing canoe with her mother and not being able to sit still long enough to to ride in the racing canoe. So her time sitting on the beach um, watching as her mother is out there. And so Rena, of course, is the Washington State Poet Laureate and Mm -hmm. a member of Lummi Nation. And so um, I was excited. I can't even remember now I heard about it. I told you that too. I can't remember if she mentioned it on her social media or where, but I've been um, looking forward to reading it. And so it's a little pocket-sized you know, stories and um, illustrated by another, um, by a local artist. And so that'll be fun to look into too. Yeah, that's exciting. Yeah. So much to say about summer reading. And oh, I, yeah. Yeah. I but mean, I think that, that Sarah Lavender is going to say it best. So we should just jump right into listening to her interview. Take it away, Sarah. All right. I'm here with Sarah Lavender. Hi, Sarah. Hi. (laughs) Sarah is a youth services librarian um, who works out of Ferndale mostly. Is that right? That is correct. Yes. And how long have you been working for the library system? So I have been working for WCLS um, for almost six years. It'll be six years in September. Wow. Yeah. And you've spent all that time in the Ferndale Library? I have, yes. I started as the um, teen services position, so teen youth assistant at Ferndale. And then Mm -hmm. um, just this past September, I got promoted to a youth services librarian after I got my master's in library science. Wow, that's great. How (laughs) does that feel, getting a master's in library science? It feels really good. Um, Yeah, I think going into this field, I wasn't you know, really sure what it was all about. And Mm -hmm. then as I got further in, I realized that to really, you know, to really get the most out of 
a librarian position, you want to have that master's and you want to um, learn all that you can. And so it's been it's been really great. And I mean, doing the master's online was awesome because it just worked itself so well into the work I'm already doing in this job. And so they just went hand in hand and it's been really great. Wow. So what what uh, university were you out of? Yeah, I went to um, University of Wisconsin, Milwaukee. Okay. But um, again, it was all online remote. So um, and it kind of lined up with the pandemic. So oh, well, that works <laughs> right? out real well. It did. Yeah. <laughs> can't can't go into the office. You can't go to college. Right. But you can bring the college to you. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. So how did how do you what do you think the your MLIS degree has done for you? Is there anything specific you can say? Yeah, so I think it's really opened my eyes to how big and prevalent the world of libraries really is. I mean, like I said, coming into this job originally when I was um, fresh out of undergrad, I had never really even thought that you could work in a library. You know, I didn't think that was like an option for me, or I didn't really know anything about that. And then um, as I started, I learned more. But then with the MLIS especially, you just learn how how big it is and how many different facets there are. And, you know, and there's something kind of for everyone. Um, and I think for me, too, I've really learned a lot about book selection and um, how to do that, because I think before I was, you know, doing a lot of programming with youth, which I still get to do, which is great. But um, but I think a big part of it is kind of learning how that bigger picture works in terms of um, buying books for the system itself and kind of piecing all of those different collections together um, and realizing how they make up the whole the whole library, the whole system. So it's really cool. <laughs> wow. wow, that's exciting. So right now, what is your job like? What does it involve? Yeah. So right now um, I'm at Ferndale three days a week, um, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And when I'm there, I'm either making sure collections look nice and straightened. I'm um, helping with field trips. We've been having a lot of first and um, first grade and kindergarten tours come in mm -hmm. um, since COVID's been a bit better. We've been able to have the buses um, take the kids from school to the library. So we'll do field trips. Um, and let's see, I also do a lot of outreach at the school. So I'll be at the middle schools a lot doing book clubs during lunch, um, delivering holds to the schools. So books that kids put on hold, I'll, I'll check those out for them and then bring them to the school. Oh, um, that's nice. Yeah. That's a nice service. It's been really cool. And it's been cool to see it kind of grow at the beginning of the year. You know, there were only a few books and now I'm doing, you know, trips to the school two or three times a week. And really? I've got like 20 books each time. So it's awesome. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So what, so what, to what do you attribute the rise in popularity of that? So I think it's kind of word of mouth, especially with the middle schoolers, right? They'll see their classmates get a book delivered to them in class from the library and suddenly everyone's 
well, where'd you get that? I want that, you know? Yeah. And, and then they realized, oh, if I put this book on hold on the website, then I can get it at school. <laughs> We're just revealing some yeah. hacks here. Yeah. <laughs> so, so is that you walk into the classroom and hand the book over to? So yeah. I just go into the office or the school library. So it's mm. different based on each school. Um, and so I'll like lay them out and then the staff is great there. They'll kind of go through and make you know, figure out which class each student's in. And then usually a student TA will um, distribute those to the classes oh, throughout see. the day. <laughs> so you're not barging into yeah. the science class and saying, hey, hold everyone. everything. Yeah. <laughs> it's the library. Yes, I got the books. I know. I wish I could do that because I want to see their faces when I hand them the book. But um but then my whole job would be that. So. <laughs> you, should, I, you should have a costume for going into the <laughs> superhero, superhero costume, right? like like Nancy Pearls. Mm -hmm. Super. You've seen her action yes, figure that has I, a cape. I have it. Yes. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Tammy LaPlant gave me the action figure a couple of years that's, ago. So. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> We're not really here to talk about you. I really only, that introduction was only to be polite. <laughs> and, um, but what we really want to know from you is what's the deal with summer reading? Yay. Yes. So summer reading is something that happens every summer. Um, it's a big part of libraries, of public libraries. Um, and it's really evolved over the years. So like I said, I've only been here um, for five and a half, almost six years. Um, so I'm not quite sure what WCLS did before that for summer reading, but I know that summer reading has become very much about the connections and the conversations with young people. I think in the past it's, um, you know, it's definitely been a lot about the prizes, which mm -hmm. is great too, right? Everybody loves the prize um, when they complete their goal. But I think um, we've really evolved into this mentality that summer reading, the prize itself is being able to read more, right? Is being able to love reading. And I think something special about summer reading is that young people actually get to choose what they want to read. I think throughout the school year, kids and teens are being told what they can and can't read. You know, mm. they've got to read the class book or whatever. They're being leveled off into different um, skill levels, which is always kind of a bummer. Um, and so I, I think it's great that when summer comes, those kids get to read whatever they want and we get to encourage them and support them in that journey. Um, so really that's that's kind of what summer reading is all about, is having that freedom to explore different um, different genres, different styles, um, and yeah, and, and share that with your library as you experience that. Well, yeah, that, that is exciting because, because you're right, when you're in school, you, you are often told this is the assigned book. Yeah. And you have to read it. And, and nobody likes to have to do something. Yeah, it can really turn kids off to reading, I yeah. think. I mean, I know a lot of kids who think they're not really readers because, you know, because they didn't like Of Mice and Men or, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's like, and it's like, no, wait, like, that's okay. And that's kind of normal. Like, yes. you, there's a lot more books. And when you find that one, you can become the reader that you are. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. So you talk a little, you talked a little, you mentioned 
um, connections and conversations. Now, what what do you mean by that? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, all through the year, obviously, we're talking with young people at the library. That's a big part of public libraries is having young kids and teens and families come in and having conversations with them. But um, I think summer is a time where we really get to focus in on that more and maybe spend a little more time um, with those kids and teens because um, they're out of school, right? They're able to come during the day. Um, and maybe they're feeling a little bored, right? With not having the normal duties that they do. Um, and so that's kind of our chance to connect with them and, and see if we can get them, you know, talking about what they're currently reading or um, whatever that looks like. And um, this year's going to be cool too. Um, I'll just go into it if that's okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Jump in. <laughs> cool. So we're going to have a summer reading kickoff week. Um, so it's going to be a week long event throughout WCLS. Um, it's going to be Monday, June 27th through Saturday, July 2nd. Um, and each day during that week, um, different branches are going to be hosting a kickoff day um, to, you know, jumpstart summer reading. So basically, this is going to look like getting a free book. So every kid and teen and young person that comes in um, will get to choose a free book to keep. Um, at the beginning of summer reading. At the reading. beginning of summer reading. I know we've never done this before. Yes. So usually it's at the end. Mm -hmm. um, but this year, again, instead of making it about like, oh, you did your you did your goal, right? You read, right. you read 10 books or whatever. Um, and now you get your prize. It's more, Hey, we're going to give you a free book and this can be the book you start summer reading with, you know? And, um, wow. yeah, who doesn't love that? Yeah. Right. <laughs> so it's going to be really cool. There's going to be, um, crafts as well. And, um, sidewalk chalk at some of the branches and um, the youth services staff are going to be out at all the different branches throughout that week, um, kind of helping run things and getting everyone excited. And so, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be the the week of the year. <laughs> <laughs> the week to look forward to, yes, for sure. The and, week and, to look forward to. And what week is that again? So it'll be Monday, June 27th through Saturday, July 2nd. Okay. Yeah. And, and then in explorations are um, WCLS magazine. Um, mm -hmm. It'll be featured in there too. So if you're, you know, curious about when a specific branch's day is, you can check um you can check the dates in there. And where do you get explorations? So you will get your explorations if you live in Whatcom County, you'll get it mailed to you. Um, but if not, or if for whatever reason you aren't seeing it in the mail, um, maybe you want more than one copy, um, come on by to any of our library branches to pick that up. And it's coming out soon, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Okay. Very soon. Yes. <laughs> by the time this podcast is out, it should be in the, the libraries. Yay. Um, and you can also find it online at our website, wcls.org. Yes. If you look on the menu at the top, on the right side, there's events and you'll see explorations under there. Yes. That's a little pitch for my job. <laughs> I do stuff too, besides just talk to people about what they do. Yes, we know. <laughs> what else does summer reading involve? Yeah. So let's see. Summer reading. Um, also involves um, getting your summer reading card. So that's a really fun part of summer reading. In the past, we've 
done bingo cards, which some of you might remember mm-hmm. from past years, um, you know, where you get to mark off your little square on your bingo sheet. Maybe it'll be read a book with a blue cover or um, read outside or read to your toddler. There's different things you can check off. But this year, um, similar to last year, we're doing um stones so they're stepping stones that are on one side of the card and they're these blank stones um that you can fill in any way you want so this can be just scribble coloring you can um, write the name of the book that you read you can draw the cover of the book that you read um there's lots of different ways to get creative with the card um and for those who feel a bit intimidated by a blank card with blank stones, which again can feel um, overwhelming to some where it's, where do I start? Yeah. Some of us need some directions. Yes. Like, okay, you gave me this piece of paper. I have no idea what to do. So we're also having these cool supplemental lists this year. So the lists will feature 26 different ideas um, for each age group. So we've got pre-readers, which is like toddlers and babies. Mm -hmm. Um, We've got uh, kids, we've got teens, and we've got adults. And so each age group will have a different list of 26 ideas. And they're all, um, yeah, super fun and creative. Uh, Like the pre-reader ones are really fun. It'll be like read the grocery list or um dance with <laughs> dance with your favorite person or you know dance with your favorite person i like that <laughs> i might do that I'm, i know <laughs> i'm not a pre pre teen pre what is it again <laughs> a pre-reader a pre-reader i'm not a pre-reader but i like the idea of of dancing with my favorite person i know as a as a library activity right you don't think about how much can count for that. Yeah. And and really, it's just encouraging us to be playful and have fun and keep learning um, and keep exploring. Mm-hmm. And have positive experiences associated with the library. Yes. Because it seems to me that from my experience as a, as a pre-reader, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I got my library card. When I was four in yes. South Seattle, okay. I still have it. Oh my god! That's how much it means to me, and it's and special. It yeah. was a, it was a, it was what we did on a Friday night. What our family did, we'd mm-hmm. go to the library. I love and that. My mom let me check out whatever books I wanted because oh she. So we, I used to get, um, you know, Mad Magazine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they're the little books that <laughs> yes. were compilations of the cartoons, and oh. she let me check those out. You know, as a as a toddler, not a toddler, but like (laughs) four or five years old. Yeah. And she said, well, at least he's reading. Yes. Yeah. And now here I am working in the library. I love that. It's yeah. It's such a special time to write, connect with loved ones and and to build those memories. Right. That you'll have forever. Right. I mean, (laughs) right. For sure. I'm I'm living proof. Yeah. You're still talking about it and still have your first card. It's yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. And how you can write your name on your card. I think for a lot of kids, that's such a big thing, you know, is, oh, I'm going to write my own name, even if it, you know, isn't correct. That's okay. (laughs) I I was always told that was the criteria back then for getting your library card. You had to be able to write your first name. Yeah. (laughs) No matter what it looks like. uh, Practice and practice and practice. That's really I'm cool. Sure. I I don't really remember that, right. but I think that's what happened. Somebody told you that. It's you a practiced. good. It's a good story. <laughs> yes. Um. All right. So, 
So what more do we need to talk about with summer yeah. reading? So the adult aspect of it. Right. Um, because we, we don't want to disregard that. Yes. It's not less important mm -hmm. than the kid aspect. Definitely not. I think summer reading, again, is for everyone. I think as an adult, um, again, it's kind of a way where we can take a step back and and think about what our reading looks like. I know I'm going to be doing that. I, mm. you know, we get caught up during the year. And even if, right, we're working adults, we don't get a summer break. Um, we can still look at summer as a time to kind of um, refresh and reset a little bit. And um, I think it is important to kind of set some goals for ourselves, you know, even if that is just, I, I'm going to do my you know, my 30 minutes of reading outside today because it's really sunny out, you know, yeah. or um, I've got family coming into town and I'm going to read a book to my nephew or, you know, whatever that looks like. Just um, kind of, yeah, putting a new light on reading because I think summer is a time that we can do that, you know, even if we might not have more free time. Um, it can look different, I think, than the rest of the year. Right. And I think, you know, with with spring, there's kind of that renewal. Mm -hmm. And then with summer, you you want to be active. But there's also like for me, I'm someone who needs to recharge. Yes. And sitting and reading is a nice way to recharge without uh, without being sedentary yes. or while still being active. Right. In my head. Yes. Right. You still feel productive and and summer too, since it stays light so much mm -hmm. later, I feel like it's easier for me to stay up and read later. Yeah, <laughs> like I, absolutely. I'm not falling asleep at eight, <laughs> reading the same line four times in the book. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do that myself. <laughs> I am, I am, I am the worst because during during the most of the time, I do most of my reading at night in bed. Yes, and sometimes it is hard to get through <laughs> yep. a sentence. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Or I'll read a whole page. I will read a whole page. Right. And then I'll sit and think, what did I yep. read? Then oh, yeah. But then I'll go back. And that's OK. Yeah. But I've <laughs> learned working at the library among all of all of these, you know, book lovers. Mm -hmm. I am surrounded by book lovers. And I've learned that there's no judgment. Mm -hmm. How you read is how you read. Yeah. And, and if it takes you a month to read a book, I have a book that I've been reading for like three years. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's, you know, among other books. <laughs> right. But it's right. like, I'll put it down come for back to it. months. Yeah. 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 And that's okay. I like that idea too, that there's no, there's no judgment in your yeah. reading because it's yours and, um, and everyone gets to have their own experience with that. And, um, and summer also is a great time. I know I usually get more into audiobooks in the summer because I like to go on walks outside mm. when it's a little nicer. And um, so I'll just pop my headphones in and download an audiobook from Libby and I'm set. And yeah, yeah there you go. I, I listen to audiobooks if I'm working in the yard and yeah. reading or weed, weeding is <laughs> weeding what I was going to yeah. say. Re you're reading <laughs> and weeding. I'm yeah. reading and weeding and able to do both with no hands. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we'll hope that well, you're yeah, weeding I'm, with hands. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> there are a lot of things I say in this podcast that, that I, love I it. don't really mean. It's quirky. <laughs> it's quirky. It's got personality. Yeah. Well, thank you. So let's talk about you for a minute. We'll okay. go back to talking about you. 
Perfect. Do you have some book recommendations for me? Yes. Okay. I'm sure I didn't even have to really prompt you. I know, right? Just like, all right, oh, yeah, yeah. I got 10 book uh, recommendations. Yes. Oh my gosh. So yeah. Um, so I, obviously I read a lot of, you know, young adult literature mm-hmm. and, and children's literature, but um, last year, especially I got, you know, really into adult literature, which was out of my realm, but uh-huh. um, but I really got into the author Kazuo Ishiguro, um, who wrote Never Let Me Go, um, The Remains of the Day, um, Clara and the Sun is his newest. Um, so he's a Japanese author. Um, but I just love his work. It's incredible. Never Let Me Go is probably my favorite book of all time. If of I had all to pick. time of all time. So so you've been reading for. Dozens of years yes. <laughs> and decades. Um, and you just read this book and now it's suddenly your favorite of all time. Isn't that crazy? I don't, I, yeah. I don't know if I can. No, that's the, my favorite book of all time. I read probably when I was 10 years old. Okay. Okay. <gasps> what was it? <laughs> now you have to it tell. Was, okay. So, so I come from a big family, eight kids. And I lived in this huge house and there was bookshelves everywhere. Yeah. And there was a bookshelf in the basement that, okay. that um, nobody really paid attention to by the time I came around. Right. Maybe it was it was down where my mom used to type. Okay. Because she was trying to be a, a, a magazine writer okay. um, at the time. So she had a little office there. But there was this little bookshelf that that was like my secret place yes. because nobody <laughs> paid any attention to it. And on the bookshelf were old, like Navy surplus books oh that my, my parents had gotten in the forties <laughs> and fifties. Um, and you know, some of them were just, you know, not nothing I was interested in, but there was some joke books, some yeah. old comedians that you would have never heard of. Right. Joey <laughs> Adams. Let's see if anyone no. in the audience knows who Joey Adams was. Um, and that was fun, but there was a book called Archie and Mahitabel. Oh. Do you know Archie and Mahitabel? <laughs> no. This was written in the 19 teens. Oh my gosh. It was um written by a man named Don Marquez. Okay. Mark Marquez. His uh, his name is pronounced interestingly and I right. never really got the hang of it when I was a kid. Right. But right. He was a a, a newspaper man. Okay. Wrote uh a column in the the New York Sun and his his premise of the columns which were compiled into this book was that um at night a cockroach lived in his office right okay. um and this cockroach was a reincarnated free verse poet <laughs> whoa so and his he started out with expression is the need of my soul <laughs> And that's what he that's what he typed right, okay. by diving headfirst onto the keys of his typewriter. Oh my gosh. And so the whole book was a series of columns that the cockroach typed right. oh, headfirst. Wow. So no punctuation and no capital letters right, right. In, the, in the book. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah. And and he talked about issues of the day. There was poems. There's a beautiful poem about a moth and why does he you know, fly into the flame. Right, right. And, you know, some really touching stuff. Mostly it's cornball comedy. Right. <laughs> um, Mahit, that's Archie, the okay. cockroach. Mahitabel yeah. is his 
friend who is a an alley cat okay who claimed to be um the reincarnation of cleopatra but archie is always skeptical okay yes uh, because you know she's 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 been around and 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 she you know she's a just a really lively character um and and he's kind of the 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 sage the the wise but also wise cracking yes cockroach and there's other characters there's a rat um i have to say the book also has illustrations by um george harriman okay who um who was a famous cartoonist back then and did okay. cr- crazy cat cartoons. Oh, okay. That was, okay. So you can look him up and he's Ooh, amazing. Yes. So it's a, you know, it's that a, sounds amazing. It's, 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 it's amazing. It's kind of an acquired taste, <laughs> but if you're willing to go into that world right. and maybe learn a little about what it was like in the tens and twenties, yeah. you know, a hundred years ago, I guess. Wow. That's something to think right. about. And for it to be, I love that it's got no punctuation and no capitals because it's just a, it, it's cockroach, a cockroach He's hitting the keys. Diving head first. Wow. Did, do you still have a copy of that? I book? have three copies. Do you want to oh. borrow one? <laughs> yes, I would I, love to. <laughs> I at least got to see what this is. Absolutely. <laughs> that's that's how you, I think, is how you remember your favorite books, too, is they're, they're connected with a lot more than just the actual book, you know, it's all right. about where you oh, read it and yeah, yeah. yeah, who, you know, who was in your life at that time, how old you were. Yeah. Yeah. And I've carried a copy of it all my life. And, you know, it's, I've, I go back to it at least once or twice a year. Okay. So tell me again, the author that yes. you were promoting. So, um, Kazuo Ishiguro, um, and yeah, his probably his most well-known book is The Remains of the Day, which I, I did love, but um, Never Let Me Go is my favorite. And then Clara and the Sun is my second favorite of his. It's so good. And okay. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> what about, what about for this is- if I say a, a, a ch- child's book, yes. that's no, that's a really broad you got it statement. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I can I can pick I can um I'll pick two if that's okay. okay. So that, that um because one most people know um but this is one of my favorites of all time is the Velveteen Rabbit. Uh, um, that story was really just part of my childhood. When I the first time I was exposed to it was actually. I watched this little animated film, which I, well, I guess it wasn't animated. Sorry, I should not say that. Um, It was, you know how sometimes they would do like a movie of the illustrations in the book, but, but it's just like the camera moving over the illustrations and then there's like a narrator. So it was that and Meryl Streep narrates it. Mm. And it's like, um, I don't know which there's been so many renditions of Velveteen Rabbit. So I'm not sure which illustrations they were. Um, But I remember I was like four or five years old and I just like was bawling and I didn't understand why. And I was embarrassed because I had never cried at something like that was emotional. You know, I cried because I'd fallen or, you know, that kind of thing. But that was the first time I couldn't really explain why I was crying so hard. And um, but it's always just been 
such a special story to me. Um, and then the other one that I discovered later in life, but I know I would have loved it as a kid too, is called Wise Child. And it's by Monica Furlong. It's, um, yeah, it's a chapter book that I would say is probably geared towards like eight to 12 year olds. Um, and it's amazing. It's like so magical. It's about this orphaned girl and her name is Wise Child. That's all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's all you get. Yep. And um, they live like up in the hills of um, Scotland and it's way back in time. But I think, again, it kind of is a magical realm. So it might not be totally rooted in the real world. Um, but anyways, so Wise Child is orphaned recently and there's this witch in the neighborhood that everyone says is a witch and, you know, they all are terrified of her um, and her name's Juniper and she adopts Wise Child and takes her back to this little cottage in the woods and uh, of course it ends up being that Juniper's like amazing and, you know, just the sweetest mm-hmm. motherly figure but also teaches Wise Child all about like herbs and um, tending to, you know, because she, she's she is kind of a witch because she's got magical <laughs> powers. And so sure. she teaches Wise Child all about that world. And um, yeah. Oh, and it's such a summer book, too, because it really I mean, it makes me just want to go live in a little cottage and, <laughs> you know, grow herbs and um, and be a witch. <laughs> the perfect life. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so those for my kids ones are probably my favorites. Okay. Well, Again, there's great. so many. <laughs> All right. Well, this has been great talking to you. I want to make sure we touched on, we talked about summer reading. Yes. um, So we've got the summer reading kickoff week, Mm -hmm. um, June 27th through July 2nd. Okay. Um, And that's where you'll be able to get your summer reading card and um, you'll be able to um, learn also, I didn't even touch on this, all about the summer programs we're having Ah. um, because we're doing in-person programming this summer, finally. That's great. Yeah. After two years? After After two years, I know, of all on Zoom, which... You know, it was great, but we're all feeling a little Zoom fatigue. You sure, know? sure. You know. It was what we had it at was, the time. Yep, yep. You know, the the alternative to that yeah, would be not having nothing. any summer programs. And yep. that, that would have been really sad. So I'm, yeah. I I was really proud of, of the whole library system, but, es- right. but especially the youth services people who really stepped up and found a way to connect with the kids. Right. Yeah. Because you're right. It's still, I think it still was a really big thing for some of those kids and teens and mm-hmm. you know and young families um yeah but we're so you'll learn all about our fun summer slate we've got story times in person we've got shakespeare camp for teens mm-hmm. we've got rainbow reads for teens which is an lgbtqia plus book club um We've got kids programs like rock painting, I, nature I've heard walks. I've about the rock yeah. painting thing. Yes. That sounds like fun. <laughs> so many things. And we get to build gnome houses. Um, oh. I know. <laughs> I might show up for that one. Yeah. <laughs> I made sure I was on that one because I really <laughs> want to make one. <laughs> yeah. But I think um, I think summer is going to be really fun. Yeah. All right. Summer is going to be really fun. You heard it from from Sarah's mouth herself. From From right here. Right here. All right. Well, Sarah, thank you so much. Thank you, Neil. Hope we interview again another time. Yeah, me too. (laughs) Thanks so much. Okay. 
Well, that's our show. Thank you for listening. Thanks to our special guest, Sarah Lavender. And as always, thanks to my boss, Mary Vermillion. In the words of that great philosopher, Dave Grohl, when you hear that parade coming down the street, spreading joy and love with every note, don't just listen, join in the march. You never know where it may lead you. Be sure to follow our podcast on your favorite platform and visit wcls.org podcast for show notes and links. Until next time, this is Neil McKay saying, summer is going to be really fun. <laughs>